Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SFSU GatorCast, the alumni podcast for San Francisco State. Today, I'm with Ryan Smith, the assistant professor at San Francisco State University's Lamb College of Business, where he focuses on hospitality and tourism. Prior to San Francisco State, Ryan was teaching at Hong Kong in South Korea and also at the University of Houston. Most importantly, he's currently the faculty lead for the San Francisco State Lamb College of Business Mentorship Program. Ryan, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be a part of the show uh, and kind of here to talk about the mentorship program. Before we get started, I just want to share a quick disclaimer. Any views or opinions shared on this podcast are our own and not representative of the companies or institutions that we are employed by. And with that, let's get started. Going back to the mentorship program and everything, I know this isn't the first year. This is, uh, there is a little bit of a history there. So could you tell us a little bit about how the mentorship program got started at SF State? So the mentorship program started by Professor Liwa Wang. She is in the international business department. And so she wanted to kind of reach out with alumni and connect on a level there where students can be mentored. And then Chris Larson and Lena Lam, uh, an alumnus of the college, actually gave a generous donation to the college to set up initiatives centered around student engagement, merging and developing economies, financial technology, business education, and the Center for Workforce of the Future. And in that, Liwa kind of started in the emerging developing initiatives, this point of this mentorship program using alumni and connecting them with students. And it kind of grew from there. It started in 2021. So just, we're just a year in and when it first started, yeah, it kind of just evolved from there. So it started as just a plan for, for students that generally needed the mentorship program. And then kind of Liwa found out that every student needs a mentorship program. And so it's kind of gone from the MBA level down. Great. And so what were some of the key learnings from the past semesters that the program was in place? Alumni in general love giving back to the college and basically they just want to feel like they can do something. And so our students need that support. And so a lot of the students that have done this mentorship have really benefited greatly in terms of improving their confidence level overall, as well as kind of getting ready for the, the working force. And the alumni also love it uh, and give back and kind of, we have a handful of kind of alumni that love to share their opinions and help, help to grow the program. That's we're kind of just starting out and, you know, this is only year two officially underway. And so we're love getting feedback and kind of keeping to grow the program. And how many students have been a part of the program so far? So, so far we have uh, 160 students that have mentored, uh, have gone through the mentorship program. That was basically started online because we didn't really have classes. We were relatively remote in 2021. Um, and so now we're back face to face and we're looking to kind of grow it a bit further from there. Great. And in terms of the number of mentors who par that participated, how many people were a part of it from the mentor side? Uh, the mentorship really keeps growing. So it, Liwa did a great job kind of establishing a path through LinkedIn. So it started as an alumni group of mentors that were interested. And that group's kind of gotten over to over 200 per people at this point. And generally kind of looking, we have some mentors that kind of repeat and kind of keep, keep giving back each semester after semester. And this kind of is a tribute to how good they think the, the program is or how much they want to help too. This semester, we have uh, roughly about 70 uh, mentors that are kind of helping out with the program in the fall of 2022. 
That's awesome. And so just going back to the students and some of what you've heard from them about what's worked out really well from this program, could you share some of the stories that you've heard from students on the successes that they've had from this mentorship program? So, I mean, we've heard from a a lot of students that have really had success in terms of confidence building, just feeling better of being able to talk to someone in the industry. You know, as a student, you just generally talk to other students or professors who are not the same as industry people, or they don't see them as the same industry people. Um, And so just talking with industry people and feeling comfortable, like they they belong and and that they can make it in, in the industry. We had one student, Miguel, who kind of came from the Philippines and just joined San Francisco State and joined the program right away, thought it was really cool. And he went from kind of with his mentor meeting over and over again, building up his LinkedIn page, resume, working through mock interviews, and actually just got an internship with Ernst and Young and is kind of riding through that program as we speak. That's awesome. And great to hear that success story, especially from someone who just came to the school. They were able to take care, uh, take part in the resources that were provided and get a good outcome with uh, an internship at Ernst & Young. And so just thinking about the students who have been successful, what do you think stood out from them that made them really good at getting the most out of this program? I think the mentors in general really want to help. They want to feel like they have a place and they have a need, first of all. And so that comes then back from the mentee side, from the student side of really asking for help and support. And so with the program, we kind of give a guideline of these are the general expectations and outcomes you hope to will achieve by the end of the program. But you can take that and you can really run with it or you can take that and just eventually fill the program. Uh, And so the students that kind of have really shown success are students that really take with the program and kind of run with it, meeting with their mentors regularly a lot more building their confidence and comfortability with, with the industry. And so thinking, thinking about this confidence challenge and everything, I know that I was challenged and, and um, imposter syndrome is something that comes up. It's like a buzzword and, and it's something that some people truly face when they get into the industry and everything is just, do I really belong in this room or, or not? Do you think that the mentorship program uh, gives students like, uh, what, what tools do you think? Or is it just having conversations with people who are industry professionals? Do you think that there's other things that have come up that has helped with this confidence gap? Or what do you think it's stemming from? Or what do you think is really solved for it other than just meeting one-on-one with their mentors? We launched kind of different series over the course of the semester uh, for students to kind of look at what other mentors are doing or look at other show pieces of of that. But also I think realistically, um, it's also important of the match of the the mentor and the mentee from a demographic standpoint, but also just from the general industry. And so they have a comfortability and they can kind of feel like, "Oh, oh, they've done it I can do it too. So um, I think when it comes down to it, that the match is kind of really important and something that, yeah, hopefully we can we can make our best effort to do. Coming back now to this year, how are people getting involved? Where are we today with the program for this semester? So last year, uh, the program was kind of a set uh, method in terms of the fall. This these they had learning outcomes, and then the spring they had learning outcomes. I've made it a little bit different this year and I've designed different tracks, hopefully to better tailor with what individual students needs and also what uh, individual mentors want to do. Um, you know, not every individual mentor wants to look at uh, resumes, for example, or go through mock interviews. Some mentors, of course, love it. 
And some students really need help on their resume and some students, you know, maybe don't because they've already gotten a lot of help on their resume. So of course, it's always nice to get your resume looked at even for myself. But yeah, I mean, I think realistically, it's just building these tracks in, in terms of better tailoring for a student's needs of what uh, they can hopefully learn and also get out of the, the program. So that's kind of what we've done is build these tracks in. Students will essentially pick one of the tracks, uh, which have these kind of learning outcomes towards the end or program goals, and then pair them with a mentor that's interesting in, in helping out the student with one of these tracks. Great. Can you tell us a little bit more about these tracks too? Like what, what's involved in each of them? What, what are sure. some of the tracks that pe- mentors go down? We have three tracks that kind of we're going with this year. And, you know, these may, may evolve over time, but this is kind of what we saw in the past of needs and then kind of going forward. So track one's kind of looking up, setting up for success, we call it. And that's really just looking at the resume, kind of making a LinkedIn page, getting stuff together, maybe managing your social media content or just kind of generally looking over it because people can just Google your name and, and find you very easily. And then just building your your overall job application package. And then track two is really for students that are looking to go to applying to jobs. So dealing with mock interviews or how to present yourself when you actually go to a job and how do you network one of the learning outcomes is working on that elevator pitch, you know, the, that selling yourself in that very short period of time. And then finally, track three is kind of exploring career and life goals and what you really want to get out of that. And so that's really, I would say, probably the, the last goal of probably the, the, the path of the mentorship program. And that's dealing with who you are as a person and how you fit in the job that you're hopefully going in. And so that's kind of hopefully pairing up with a little more senior people and kind of how they've gone through their career path. And so how students can kind of envision their, their struggles and maybe think, okay, you know, I can, I'll, I'll struggle through it, but I can make it too. Looking at this semester, how many students and mentors are you expecting uh, for this semester being part of this program? This semester, um, we have roughly around 80 people, 80 students, I should say at this point. Uh, and from, um, that's from a mentee standpoint, so from a student standpoint. And so from a mentor standpoint, we have about 55, I think it is, is the number at the end. And so some mentors want to pair more stu- with more students. And so kind of the numbers work out pretty well for us at this point. Got it. Okay. And I know just uh, through the conversation that we've had, one of one of the challenges or one of the worries that the administration is having is having enough mentors and everything. So if, if there are people who want to get more involved to be mentors, how do they do that? What's like the process to get involved? What kind of time commitment is required? Sure. So the basic of what we, we ask uh, mentors to, to dedicate is roughly around five hours. So three different times over the course of the semester with three kind of outcomes that you're supposed to kind of run away with. Of course, there are mentors, you know, of course, when you get paired with a student that you really want to help, they'll generally give more time, but that's kind of the basic of what we ask. How they can get involved is they can either reach out. We have a website for the SFSU mentorship program. We do have a LinkedIn page with SFSU business mentors is the, is the name. Awesome. And just thinking about how this scales and everything, I mean, the number of people who've been involved is of course, grown over time and everything. You definitely are getting more students involved. The number of mentors who are involved is also growing as well. Just from a scalability standpoint, do you feel that within person that's going to be 
is that going to help? Or are you guys also getting a lot of help from people who are remote? How are you seeing the engagement or how do you see the engagement evolve from remote, which was kind of required to start with to more of like a hybrid model to doing some things in person? How do you see that evolving over time for this program? We, we ask the mentors, especially that if they're remote or face-to-face, but we're, we're essentially running this program from an online standpoint. So students can kind of be anywhere in the world and mentors can be anywhere in the world. And we'll probably keep it that way because, um, you know, you can be successful in terms of mentoring from that standpoint. With that, of course, you know, if people are in the Bay Area uh, and we can connect students that are in, in the Bay Area too, that would be great too. As, as, as it scales out and everything too, like what do you have in store for the program in, in future semesters? What do, you, what do you see it look like uh, maybe in the spring or next academic year and beyond? I, j- I just took over this program in the in the early parts of the summer. And so kind of I made the tweak of the tracks. And I think we'll probably roll with that, at least in the spring, kind of keep consistency in what students know and what mentors kind of know. And in the terms of academic year and beyond, you know, we may start rolling out kind of a year-long mentorship to kind of maybe ease, ease things down a bit instead of kind of stepping the pedal to the metal type that we have at the moment. And then I think in beyond of that, I think we're going to uh, look at really, we have these connection with alumni, which is great. Um, and the alumni is obviously in the industry working. And so I think we want to kind of move towards getting students that are mentored and, and comfortable into internships. And I think that's kind of the, the long-term goal is looking at the, the idea of how the mentorship can kind of move into an internship and hopefully, you know, then everyone sees value in SFSU students and into jobs in the future. Great. And just going back to the point around getting interest from students and everything, what, what do you think is uh, the gap there as far as just getting students involved is the, the hope is that students are aware of this program and they just need to be uh, made aware of the benefits and everything? Or how do you think you've been able to expand it and, and potentially grow it? And, and, and how do you see that uh, evolving to the larger population, to like the full school of business and uh, potentially beyond that? How have you kind of looked at like solving that problem around like awareness to getting students from, okay, we know about this program to I really want to take part in it now? Is it just looking at other students who have participated, their wins, et cetera, or is there something more at it that you think well, could come into play? Yeah. I mean, I think with the, the student in the student world, uh, word of mouth is the, the mainstream way of communication and what students learn, you know, in terms of how they take or what classes they take. I think this is kind of well rolling with this program. Um, you know, students and students that have taken the program or hear about the program, you know, then kind of hear about these positive outcomes that they have. And, you know, it just kind of builds from there. As I said, I think 2021 was virtually online, even in the spring semester. I think we were something close to 30% of classes were face-to-face, which was quite low. Now we're at 75%, which probably is going to be the, the mainstream going forward, I think, at San Francisco State. Well, at least looks like it. And yeah, I think then kind of the buzz going around of that, you know, I only generally advertised on terms of a simple paper form and through an email one week before the semester started. So as the buzz keeps going around, I think it'll just generally just keep snowballing and growing and hopefully more positive things come out of it. Beyond the mentorship program, could you tell me about any other initiatives that are happening on campus that you're excited about? 
twist kind of the Lamb Larson gets in these initiatives that kind of just started rolling out in 2021, they're vastly growing and there's a lot of interesting things that are going on. Innovation and entrepreneurship, for example, are running kind of an incubator where students basically take a concept uh, and bring it to life, make it to a point where you're selling a pitch deck and like a Shark Tank type series. And I think this year, that was last year, and this year they're actually going to prototype what they're hopefully going to, to do. Todd Feldman, as you spoke, spoke with previously on the fintech side. I actually attended the conference that they had held last May, and that was super interesting. Um, and there was, you know, people from all, all sides of the Bay Area and, and the world, actually. There was a, a couple of Europeans that were, were in the room, too. You know, that's only going to grow. Uh, and also this from a student engagement side, they have they've started this edge program where they call it, they're basically gamifying the student experience. So trying to use an app to um, spread the word about what's going on around campus where students can kind of join and essentially gain points and, and things uh, and badges. And hopefully that leads into to more things of what students want to do. And the mentorship eventually will kind of fall under this kind of gamifying experience and move from. I guess a little archaic side of academia on the, the backside of um, big platforms that we have now at the moment. And lastly, community engagement are kind of just reaching out to the local classrooms and, and reaching kind of the, the local community from, from all sorts, um, you know, accounting students, just helping people do their taxes, helping the community. I think that's kind of the, the big takeaway. One last question as far as the uh, what's happening on campus is any learnings from like the hospitality and tourism side of things? I know you're more plugged in on that side as well. Has there been any new initiatives that have been happening on campus? I know when I was an alumni uh, living in the Bay Area, now that I'm in Texas, is there's been always that uh, annual conference and everything, which probably stopped during COVID. But has there been any new learnings or initiatives that has been happening on hospitality, or hospitality and tourism that are interesting to bring up to the group? Well, for sure, we have a, kind of a student training restaurant on campus, and that's been closed for COVID. Um, but we are actually back in operation, uh, officially start next week. So this is a training restaurant on campus where students are basically in the class, serving lunch and cooking lunch, uh, and going through the general restaurant operations side. And so that's kind of always fun to, to see and deal with and watch I teach that course and I always watch, I always tell students that the, the biggest takeaway is just building confidence and talking to strangers and being able to, to deal with guests in general, because, you know, at the end of the day, are you going to carry plates when, you, you know, when you go in the future, most likely not only in your house, you know, but, but taking away those kind of those things that you don't really think about that you're learning, uh, is kind of those valuable takeaways. I guess in the past you were talking about the conferences, I think that was, um, looking at, we had a, we were running Taste of the Bay event. And, you know, that's kind of, I think that's kind of run its course in the hospitality world, realistically. You know, that was, a, it was an event for people that don't know, it was an event where uh, restaurants and wineries and breweries would showcase their food um, and people would come and, and dine. Obviously with hospitality, the workforce has probably been the most hardest hit of, of all during COVID. And before COVID, in general, it was just getting tough to get restaurants to dedicate people and time to, to serving things essentially for free for the benefit of, of the university. And so uh, we're going to try something different this year. We're going to try a different spin on it. So we were actually, it was just in a faculty meeting today. So uh, there's more things coming out uh, soon, but 
yeah, I think we're going to be looking at kind of doing maybe smaller scale events where people can kind of get involved at this room specifically or around campus geared more around students than necessarily just a fundraiser for the general public. How have the, the learnings for majors of hospitality and tourism changed with COVID? And what, what are some of the key things that you're teaching students today about how it's changed in that industry as well? Sure. I mean, I, I think in general, um, student numbers in hospitality around the world have, have dropped significantly from COVID. And I think it's uh, educating people more about what hospitality is. It's not just about, you know, dealing with people at the front desk, but, you know, there's data and revenue management people that are focused around hotels and things like this. And so that's kind of where we've kind of steered away, steered away a little bit from the mainstream. You know, look at the restaurant industry and the traditional way of serving restaurants with ghost kitchens and different small pop-up things, food trucks, all these different sorts of ways of, of generating income for food and beverage and now has changed. Um, and so I think it's important that students understand that. I think it's frankly, it's changed for the good. So I think it, it's built the industry in kind of a whole new way where there's whole new opportunity. And so although student numbers are down, you know, I think hospitality is such a, an interesting, unique time to, to join. Not necessarily, I mean, you can join as a student and I, mean, I pitched it for a student, but, but realistically, just to get in the industry in general, I think it's a great opportunity to be in the hospitality industry at this moment um, as it kind of shifts gears and, and new things evolve. I, maybe it's the tech boom of, of the 2000 is what's happening right now in hospitality. You know, you may look back on it in five years from now. Well, great. So how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about the mentorship program or want to get in touch with you about some of the things that you've talked about with what's going on on campus or uh, in hospitality and tourism as well? Sure. I mean, the easiest way is through email and then we can kind of connect on, on the phone. Uh, email is just my name. So Ryan Smith at San Francisco state.edu. So Ryan Smith at sfsu.edu. Or if it's the mentorship program, you can email me directly. And we also have an email for that. And that's LFCOB, which stands for Lamb Family College of Business, mentorship at sfsu.edu. Either way works. Um, and I'm happy to answer questions or get you involved in the mentorship program, hopefully. Well, great. Thanks so much, Ryan. And that's it for another episode of SFSU GatorCast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm uh, humbled to be here.